Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Mirror. This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to spare the podcast audience from my rants about consumer routers claiming to be to have professional features and then not having them for reasons scientists cannot explain. Look, I'm just sorry. Even though I don't, I probably, I mean, my router is probably not going to connect more than 255 devices. I still want the capability to connect more than 255 devices, seeing as how that's what the router is built to do. I'm just saying. Just saying. Still salty about it. Anyway, I want to talk about Jewel. I also want to talk about how these buttons aren't working. Jesus. This is not my day today. We're, we're still rolling with it. We got to get this done. We got to get it done, man. All right. Jewel is a one of the biggest manufacturers of e-cigarettes. Now, Juul kind of became like the de, the de facto standard for just most of them, and then in addition, they were used quite frequently among the youths because they came in wacky flavors. Since then, and the fact that our the next generation was abusing them for nicotine and bypassing most cigarette laws as a result flavored e-cigarettes were banned and then of course then you had to start using normal forms of id to get them like you would with regular cigarettes and then all of a sudden out of seemingly nowhere the fda banned all of Juul's e-cigarettes and only Juul's. That's kind of messed up. If you're going to go ahead and say like, okay, you know, all these e-cigarettes, they, they need to be the sale of them needs needs to stop because of this, that, or the other thing we found. No, it is just straight up targeting only one company and all one kind of product they make. That's it. And the reasoning the FDA gave was rather vague and more of a think of the children sort of approach to just absolutely hosing jewel now with that being said i have never smoked anything electronic or otherwise but like imagine if one day like the fda no not the fda like the fcc decided that uh violence in video games is getting oh is getting overwhelming and they just banned all Nintendo games. It's like, first off, you're not even targeting the main problem. And then second, what the what? Well, a federal appeals court has put a hold. Or actually, I'm pretty sure they actually put a stay on the ruling as it is reviewed because of course, 
Jewel Labs immediately went to the courts to say, excuse me, what the heck? The FDA is forbidding us from existing. So here's, here's where I see this going. I imagine this ruling from the FDA is going to be reversed. Just because you can't just discriminate one entire company and let all their competitors that are doing literally the exact same thing just go ahead and just continue to sell the exact same thing. Well, their primary competitor is just put under for no very no good reason they can come up with. Now, if the FDA wants to go ahead and expand their decision, I'd love to hear it. The other kind of funny thing, the main reason why I actually wanted to even talk about this is it's kind of funny. When e-cigs first came onto the market, do you remember what their original purpose was for? Anyone? It was originally introduced onto the market as a way to wean yourself off of the addictive properties of nicotine without exposing your body to all of the harmful tar and every other effect of cigarettes. This was the technological answer to the nicotine patch that barely worked. And now they're trying to be straight up outlawed while regular plain Jane smoke and tar spewing cigarettes are perfectly okay. Somewhere along the line, we lost our way. And I don't know who is really to blame is it jewel and all the wacky flavors and not really trying to get a a hold on the whole oh hey kids are using using this to yeah it's hard to say someone in chat says big tobacco could be i will fully admit i don't know for i am just a tech nerd Speaking of government regulation, the FCC commissioner has sent a letter out and made it public on Twitter to Apple CEO and Google CEO Tim Cook and Sundar Pichai, I think is his name, to remove TikTok from their app stores due to TikTok being in non-compliance with both of their app stores. So much like how last week we were talking about, actually, was it last week or this week? Actually, I I was about to go and reference a past story and now I actually don't know. I think it was actually this week. 
in, in, in any case, one of the rules that are actually that's actually in the Apple and Google App Store is that if you store data, it must be on local store. It must be on local. Um, servers. If you're going to go ahead and mine information on U.S. citizens, that information must be stored on U.S. servers. Right now, getting up to make sure that... Uh, Nope, that's the wrong story. Anyway, I'm getting really distracted by the by the fact that I can't remember what the oh no it was this week. Oh man, I need to make sure I have this story in. All right, I'm I'm glad I spent a little bit of time, even though it now ruins the flow of the whole podcast to go get the story. You're gonna want to stick around for this one. It is a great story about uh, Russia and data. Woo! It's it's amazing. In any in any case. TikTok has been shown that they are that they are not only mining data on US citizens but also storing that data on Chinese servers. In addition to that, I want to remind you, remember how not all that long ago YouTube got into a lot of trouble for mining and harvesting information on minors to sell them ads? Yeah, TikTok's doing that and storing the data in China. But of course, it's all okay. It's all okay, because don't don't you remember? TikTok says it's fine. We're going to go ahead and we're going to give you all that. We're going to go ahead and move all that data back to U.S. No problem. There's no problem. Plus, besides... No one in China could access that information. It was all stored securely. Yeah, it's 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 all fine. Ignore this headline from Bloomberg that says TikTok admits that some China-based employees can access user data and and how much money you want to bet that those China-based employees are also direct agents of the JICOM government. Now that's crazy. It's it's all fine. It's it's all fine. It's all fine. Yeah, TikTok's not being installed on my phone, like, ever. That being said, I do have a TikTok account for for my streams, for, like, my content. You want to know how I access that TikTok? That TikTok is accessed on a virtual machine on my rendering server. So it's all in its own little cubby. And all that virtual machine does is upload new clips to TikTok. That's it. That is all that thing does. What I do need to do, though, is I need to go and find my burner tablet. Install TikTok on there because you can only update your user profile and whatnot through a mobile device. So I need to go ahead and use the iPad and the TikTok app to update all of that. And then factory restore that tablet. But you you know how everyone says you need to treat COVID? That's how you need to treat TikTok. 
You keep that thing as far away from your phone as possible. If you gotta go and, and use it on your desktop, I mean, have every single freaking anti-spam thing you got on there. Keep a very, very close eye on that app because holy cow, it is crazy how much info that thing steals. I want to remind you that TikTok, in fact, also steals the Mac address off mobile devices that it's installed from. The Mac address. You know, basically that serial number that says what your network device is. The one you can't change unless you spoof it. But then given how it's reading it, you can't exactly tell it wrong information anyway. It's scary stuff. Almost as scary as the hellscape that was Cyberpunk 2077 when it launched. But nowadays, 20, but Cyberpunk 2077 has gotten, eh, for the most part, fairly fixed. But YouTuber Upper Echelon Games has put out a piece that was given to him by a whistleblower of the quality assurance company that was in charge of cyberpunk 2077 that showed that there was quote just gross negligence and just absolute failures of communication between the qa company and red project cd the company known as quantic labs apparently has a 72-page QA testing file and workflow charts that shows that nobody was really reporting on anything. The team was just grossly underprepared and did a terrible job of reporting any of the stuff according to Upper Echelon Games, and The Whistleblower. Now, here's what I'll say. I could totally see a terrible QA leading to Cyberpunk 2077 being as problematic as it was. In fact, I have a feeling that... Remember when... Cyberpunk 2077 was first launching. It was supposed to launch in like March. And then all of a sudden there was a six month delay. I think it's because the devs actually tried playing the game and saw some major problems. And just went ahead and pushed the maximum delay they could. But here's one thing I absolutely love. The Video Games Chronicles then went on and got a response out of Quantic Labs. And Quantic Labs, you wanna know how they responded to the claim that they're incompetent? Here is the exact quote, according to videogameschronicle.com. The company always strives to work with transparency and integrity with our, with our industry partners. 
the video published on social media as mentioned in your article of course referring to the website starts with incorrect statements about Quantic Labs history there seems to be a lack of understanding in the process of how a game is tested before it's released to the market they then go on to say that Quantic Labs supports over 200 projects per year from several global leading publishers and continues to maintain a quality comes first approach to all work we undertake. Then how the heck do you explain how, how Cyberpunk 2077 launched to such a completely unplayable state. It blows me away. They go ahead and say like, ah, nah, nah, none of that's true. But then don't give a reason as to why. Okay, it's not true. How did it happen then? How? There's just nothing. <sighs> now, to make this even worse with their bad answer back, which I've read a lot of uh, corporate responses. This was the most canned freaking you know what this corporate response is? They fired up Word and then fired up Template and just went to the corporate execu-speak response for, for this and then let Clippy the paperclip fill it out from there. It's the most generic nothing I've ever seen. Also, is it bad that I miss Clippy? I don't miss Clippy from a productive standpoint, but I miss Clippy from a standpoint of, I want to go ahead and just fire up Clippy, say, give me all the suggestions and just do whatever it says and see what nightmare ends up being produced as a result. That might just be the part of me that wants to see the world burn. Now, of course, you'd think this is the end of the story, right? For now. Well, it turns out uh, the whistleblower has come back with more reports to Upper Echelon Games and shows that, in fact, Quantic Labs operates with a, quote, toxic work culture. Hmm. You know, as much as toxic work culture has been a phrase that has been uttered so many times, I'm kind of sick of hearing it at this point. I'm starting to see some similarities. Whistleblowers saying there's, you know, a toxic work environment, uh, gener generic politically cor correct uh, responses saying every everything's fine, uh, complete and utter denial, an absolutely terrible game result. 
Quantic Labs owned by Blizzard? I'm just saying, I'm noticing a lot of similarities here. Getting about the same amount of quality. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Cyberpunk 2077 was worse than, uh, than, than World of Warcraft uh, Shadowlands. Shadowlands was just a poorly written game. Cyberpunk was just unplayable. I guess that'd be the main difference. Oh yeah, and Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't try to shake me down like I'm just a living wallet. Oh, Blizzard. Why do you continue to disappoint me? <sighs> all right. So what does the future of all of this look like? Well, it's very simple. Cyberpunk 2077 is just going to continue to improve. That much is obvious. It's not like the game is dead to the world or anything like that. It will just continue to improve because it has to improve. The CD Red Project, in fact, is committed, clearly, to trying to salvage their work. And for that, I gotta applaud them. Not even letting things like a ransomware attack keep them down. Which again, big props for that. With that said, however, you do gotta wonder what is going on at this Quantic Lab? And in fact, considering that more and more game studios and game subcontractors like this are just showing to just be absolutely mistreating their employees and even more so starting people off as subcontractors they can pay them less than minimum and then have them try to work up to be a full-time employee. It seems what's the right word for it? Awful? Disgusting? Shady? There is it feels like they're, we're at the start or in the middle of a great unearthing in the video games industry. And the fact that a lot of this kind of mistreatment is going on, all while games are being made like Diablo Immortal that just continue to try and suck every single cent out of your wallet, whether you like it or not and trying to go ahead and use psychological tactics to part to go ahead and part money from you because $60 for a full game is not enough anymore it's it's worrying it really really is and it does make me wonder what is going to happen to this industry we're going to take our break a little early here when we come back i have some 
words of caution in regards to the Valve Steam Deck. Don't go anywhere. We will be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. <laughs> during during uh, the break, uh, we were talking. I was talking with Chat regarding. Uh, apparently, there's a really, really uh, cringy little gambler helpline uh, commercial. They're saying that gamers are basically gamblers, and there isn't a weird. That's kind of true. There is a little bit of that about how just more and more gaming is just trying to go ahead and just implement more and more elements of RNG into it. The thing is that some games you just don't spend anything. It's just, you know, the in-game currency you work for and whatever. Like FF14, for example, there are loot boxes built into the game where you expend a currency that basically no one cares about, the, the grand company seals, to get a minion box that could either have a, a, it has either a random minion or a random mount. And those are fun little things, but at the same time, there's no, there's no, there actually is literally no way to convert real money into those loot boxes. It is just strictly just work within the game or just, you know, messing around with the system because it's hilariously easy to get grand company seals but then there's other ones like Diablo Immortal that try to do everything in their power to disguise the fact that you just spent $25 ran a very short dungeon that was very very easy and even if you failed you get your you still get to run it again and not lose your $25 to gain literal power within the game And yeah, we spoke briefly because the, no the news was like just brought to me while we were recording the episode that in fact, math is showing that it can cost anywhere from 300000 to $600,000 to max out a character. That is turning out to be correct. That number, of course, does go down depending on how patient you want to be and how much work you want to put in to getting... <laughs> to get getting uh some of the very few but free available uh, uh god i'm now completely distracted because of a uh message sent in chat one of the few available uh eternal crests we can only get like Ten of them every four weeks. You need ten to do a full run. 
Yeah, Di Diablo Immortal. More and more people are just refusing to give any more time to the game. It is just, without a doubt now, by far the most predatory, disgusting game ever to blight the mobile market. And while before the... Uh, the random guy in the red shirt from that particular BlizzCon that asked if this was an out-of-season April Fool's joke. Oh no. Uh, immortal Di Diablo on mobile originally, that was the April Fool's joke. The truth was the fact that it's far, 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 far worse than any one of us ever imagined and that's what's amazing to me my expectations were low but holy cow all right let's talk about the steam deck there is a potential problem if you got a new steam deck because thanks to our good friend supply shortages you may instead have an SSD that is only a 2X M.2 PCIe SSD instead of the normal 4X PCI Express M.2 SSD. So, your bandwidth, oh, excuse me. Accidentally touched the swear button as, as I was reaching for the cough button. There, your bandwidth on your SSD may in fact be half of what you'd expect. Now, I don't blame Valve for this. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. Of course, everyone's suffering some, from supply shortages. Everyone is. You can't get a hold of half the stuff you want right now in the electronics market. Only now are we finally seeing GPUs finally return to the shelves. And that's mostly just because everyone's been working their butts off to make them. And then the cryptocurrency miners just aren't buying them anymore. And it flooded the market with all of the ones they went and used a metric ton. So what can you do about this problem with the SSDs? Honestly, right now, I'll be perfectly honest, and Valve says this as well. It doesn't matter. Like right now, as it stands, a 2X versus a 4X SSD is not going to make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things when it comes to video game performance. You might see a little bit of speed lost when it comes to your loading times, but otherwise there's nothing really, not much at all. But down the road, it could lead to a problem because down the road, more and more games, rather than loading up the RAM, are just going to draw directly from the SSD for better performance. 
So the answer is just replace the SSD, right? The whole thing is serviceable. So what's the harm? Well, Valve wants to stress yet again that yes, you can go ahead and swap the SSD, but doing so may shorten the PC's lifespan. Now, before you go ahead, grab your torches and ramble, 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 ramble. Before you go ahead and do all that, there is a reason for this, and it's very simple. They are using self-tapping screws to hold the Steam Deck together. And this was done as a cost-saving measure for both the assembly process and also just on the parts process as well. So the more you unscrew and screw those self-tapping screws in, it will eventually wear away at the seal of those screw holes. And then of course, your water resistance of the device will go drastically down. So, as someone who takes pride in his ability to actually go ahead and service his electronics, or expresses great frustration at being able to service his own electronics, I'm looking at you, stupid router over there. What are my thoughts on this? Honestly, this is just Valve covering their butt. Yeah, I don't agree with the self-tapping screws. I get why they did it. And especially since the device is so aggressively priced, I kind of have to side with Valve and just say, you know, I get why you did it. I don't like the fact you did it, but it was in fact, when all is said and done, for the best I get that that also being said not to go ahead and throw this back at the user well actually no I'm not going to throw it back at the user I'll, ju I'll just say this much if you are confident enough to take apart a device like the Steam Deck and service it then I'll also say that you are also aware that no matter how tightly you screw, you're not going to put it back together as perfectly as the assembly line did. It's just the truth. Even as a guy who's gone ahead and taken, disassembled, reassembled more computer, more laptops, small portables, big desktops as I could count nine times out of 10. I'm like, that's pretty much good enough, but it's not going to be as solidly put together as it was when it first came out of the factory. It's just a matter of truth because more than likely a lot of these places use Loctite on the screws 
And of course, I'm not applying new Loctite when I'm screwing them back in. It's just not happening. So I would just say, in the case of a device like the Steam Deck, be aware of this. They are giving you this reason, this warning for a reason. It can reduce the, the longevity of the device. At the same time, you know what else can reduce the longevity of your device? Dropping it in the toilet. Having it slip out of your hands and fall into the pool while it's on. There's a lot of things that can cause it. Now, if you have a Steam Deck, should you take it apart right now, swap out the old SSD that's on this 2X old archaic bandwidth and put it put in a PCI Express Gen 4 4X1. Not right now. I wouldn't. This is something that I would consider two, three, or four years down the road. Because by then, more devices are going to support the, I forgot the name of the standard off the top of my head, but the standard that says that games access data directly from the SSD as opposed to taking data to, from the SSD to the RAM and then feed the CPU that way. So that, that is my thoughts. Do I think that Valve is being, you know, you know, very, very anti-repair in this sort of, in this sort of manner? No. They just got to count that not everyone who's going to open it up is as knowledgeable and as skilled as someone like me. They just got to assume that whoever's opening this is just some random schmuck and are covering their butt under that pretense. So that's, that's my, that's my thoughts. It may sound like I'm giving valve a big, 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 big pass on this. And I kind of am, but there's a reason for it that much. I will say. Just like there's a reason for Va Valorant deciding to go ahead and monitor voice chat. All right. I will be perfectly honest. I have not paid attention to Valorant in forever. I just simply have not. I have no idea how toxic the language is on the built-in voice chat system of Valorant. I only have to assume it's as bad as your typical Call of Duty game. Or say the water cooler chat at Blizzard Interactive. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a low blow. So I guess uh, we'll see how this goes. I guess the other question is then, 
How do you feel about it? Would you play a game knowing that the game is monitoring your voice chat? Serious question. Would you, as a player, prefer that the company that runs the game not monitor voice chat? I'm willing to bet a number of people said that, you know, that kind of creeps them out a little bit. But then someone in chat just gave the correct answer. It's Valorant. Someone is always listening or watching what you're doing. You know what they're called? They're called streamers. <laughs> they're called YouTubers. We have put ourselves in a position where pretty much any single public voice chatting system that's actually built in the game is almost always guaranteed to end up somewhere. Whether it be on a big channel with thousands upon thousands of, view of viewers and listeners or, you know, Joe Sh Schmo 69 nice 420 no scopes at YouTube.nothing who gets a grand total of a dozen views a year. You never know. I guarantee you someone's always watching. Someone's always listening. You just never, ever know. So we'll see how Valorant decides to behave on this. Honestly, I could almost care less. Just because, well, Valorant's not my type of game. That's one other thing I've kind of noticed. And maybe it's just because like my gaming focus has been strictly on the MMO space because there's been a lot of action in the MMO space. But for a while, there always was like one de facto game that like everyone played. First, it was PUBG. Then it was Fortnite. Then it was Among Us. Or no, I'm sorry. Then it, then it was Fall Guys. Then it was Among Us. What is it now? Like, I think finally the hive mind of gaming culture has finally decided that variety is the spice in life. Someone in chat said Roblox. Roblox has always had like a lot of uh, people on it any always it's just never been like big enough that it's the only thing people talk about like Fortnite someone else said super amazing wagon adventure I guarantee you it's not that game that is such a dumb game too I love that game but it's so dumb you know what else is dumb? The fact that it took YouTube this long to comment about the spam problem. So how many of you have gone onto the YouTube comment section 
type something innocuous and then got an account trying to pretend that it was in fact the actual channel saying congratulations you won message me on instagram or something to that affair i'm willing to bet a lot of you just said chat comment on youtube i'm not going to that cesspool the rest of you then said yes and it actually is a problem and it's especially a problem in tech youtubers spaces that act that actually have channels that do do giveaways Jay's two cents has been the one that I've been keeping a close eye on because his channel has been lousy with them and it's it's not his fault for starters I just want that to be clear a lot of these channels they end up with so many of them but here's the thing in a, in a channel like mine my view count usually peaks if I'm not being rated by a massive channel like 24 people if like two or three trolls try to troll it up, it is not hard for me to go click ban, click ban, click ban. When you're a YouTube channel that has millions of subscribers and you get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of comments and there are tens of thousands of view bots trying to go ahead and get you to fall into their scam, Manual banning is no longer an option. You need automated tools. And this has been going on. I'm not even exaggerating. This has been going on for over a year. This has been going on since roughly about midway into the pandemic. Or midway into 2020, I should actually say. Well, finally. Finally, YouTube is taking action. And don't worry, it's incredible action. So first off, here's the first thing that will happen. Starting on July 29th, YouTube creators will no longer... I want to end my train of thought for a minute by an offensive pop-up that I just saw on my Twitch thing. It just popped down and said that I should run more ads. But you know what the best part is? This little like pop-down thing that said you need to run more ads all the buttons for running more ads are grayed out. Twitch, what is wrong with you? You're sending me all the mixed signals. Oh, and for people that want me to, to comment about the... Um, the like ad bounty that Twitch has been putting out. I never got mine, so I can't really comment on it. They never sent me a, hey, if you run our automated system and blah, 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 you will, will, you'll earn this amount of money. I never got one. Never got one. 
The other thing on that whole sort of thing, even if I got one, I wouldn't do it only because I absolutely, utterly, completely hate the concept of running automated ads. There is no way I'll ever run automated ads, ever. It is just something that will not happen. I do not believe ads should be automated. I believe that you as the content creator, as the streamer, as the both host of your own show and the producer of your own show should have 100% control over when you run ads, if you run ads, period. That is my thought process on it. Anyway, the action YouTube is taking. YouTube is going to be, first off, making it so that starting on July 29th, YouTube creators will no longer be able to hide their subscriber count. So now in the case of, say, Jay's Two Cents, he's got millions of subscribers. Millions. I'm not sure how, how many millions. I know he is well over one mil. But, you know, if Jay's Two Cents with a few with a few letters changed to special characters that look exactly like letters but are not the letters, only has a couple hundred, I know that's a fake account trying to get me to go ahead and fall for a scam. That's a big step forward. The fact that it's taken until July 29th when this problem isn't going for over a year does not show well for YouTube at all. Next up, they were also going to be restricting the number of special characters that can be used when creating a channel name. YouTube is not providing specific information about it, but they're going to be limiting that. All right, that helps a little bit. And then finally, the thing that's actually being issued now is a stricter setting in the automated spam filter built into YouTube. This should be the bullet that is needed, right? This should be it, right? Uh, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, not at all. Multiple YouTubers, Jay's Two Cents included, have reported after turning on the new setting that the spam filter has in fact caught no new messages, none, zip zero, nada, and in fact, the spam, the scams are still continuing and still in just as great of number. You're YouTube! <laughs> You're run by Google! How? How the heck can you not figure this out? Someone in chat says maybe it does catch some, but we can't see it because it's filtered out. The way YouTube filters it out, and this is actually the same way on my channel as well, 
is that if someone does try to post a a comment and it's caught as as spam it is then in a section that's called held for review and in fact my system has caught a couple of these probably has said hi how you doing how's your family i have a suggestion on what you can do with your cha- channel and viewers who you who you raid or just people that just link up and and say go to really sketchy website name.com Someone in chat says how this th- there's no direct profit it's an expense There is no direct profit It's it's YouTube there's no direct profit anywhere Here's the thing though you look at something like this as an expense. Yes. But you do it as an expense to prevent a worse expense later. For example, at my work, our fire extinguishers need to be inspected. That costs me, you know, four. to have the inspector come in and inspect our our fire extinguishers. We can all look at them and see that, in fact, their pressure is correct. They are all fine. But we still have to go ahead and spend that extra expense to make sure that everything is safe to prevent a more costly expense down the road, like either A a fire that takes up that causes a lot of damage and we have to spend a lot of money for the deductible and the insurance or b a hefty fine from the fire inspector for not having our fire extinguishers inspected this is the same sort of thing if your website ends up allowing scams to just run rampant throughout the whole thing that's gonna hurt youtube's brand and i hate to break it to you YouTube's not the only person in town doing VODs. They are losing a substantial amount of people, shockingly enough. To this crazy thing called TikTok. Someone in chat says my employers don't often don't understand your reasoning. Well, they're not very good employers then. Just saying. But every situation is different, obviously. So no, if you let the reputation that, you know, scams are running rampant on YouTube and YouTube's doing nothing about it, which by the way, they have been doing nothing about visibly on the surface for over a year, that is terrible optics. Or heck, remember not too long ago when Twitch had a hate raid problem and how much that hurt the the Twitch brand? Yeah, to say they shouldn't do anything because there's no direct profit, it's an expense, is the worst, terrible, absolutely awful logic possible. Because guess what? That hate raid sort of thing, that is still hurting the Twitch brand to this day. 
still, even though that problem has long since been resolved. There's still the problem and there's still people trying to emulate that same sort of fear. And it's, and it's absolutely thrashed the Twitch brand. And of course, Twitch is so badly mismanaged. Their whole focus is just trying to go ahead and get brownie points for things like Pride Month and whatnot, rather than doing this crazy thing called actually work on their own services. Yeah, let's pander to Pride Month and encourage everyone to run way more ads than they should and use terrible tools to do it rather than, you know, improve the service. Ugh. We're going to take our, our break here when we come back. I have more Google News to talk about. Like how they just can't seem to figure out what should continue to live and die. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, here is my question to you, the viewers, the listeners. If you are 100% in the Google ecosystem, what do you use as your primary method of voice chatting or message chatting? What is the default what is the default tool? No one yet has given the correct answer. <laughs> Mostly cuz one person said MS Teams and that's clearly not it. Someone else says Discord. Someone else says Hangouts. Hangouts would have been the right answer not too long ago. Unfortunately, Hangouts is officially shutting down in November. And you will then start being moved over to Google Chat at that time. I'm not going to lie. I was unaware there even was a Google Chat. I I don't get you, Goo. Like, ugh. you know you know how Google operates. Google operates like the entire company has ADHD and does literally nothing to control itself. Like that's how it feels sometimes. Like people who actually have have ADHD, they do, they go ahead and actually do take measures to go ahead and keep themselves as much in order as possible, but then just still live with, with the, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The condition as best they can. Google just does none of that. 
All right, we're going to do Hangouts. Okay, now we're going to do Google Duo. Now we're going to go ahead and do, and do uh, Google Chat, which apparently existed at one point. There was some other chat service that launched al alongside Google Duo as well. And yeah, I let, bet that's a thing you've, you've heard of before. Google Duo. Remember that one? Like, it just... I don't understand what Google is thinking with all of this. Like, we're just not going to go ahead and give Google Hangouts a revamp. We're just going to straight up kill it. I, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand Google's logic at all. Uh, but that's the world I live in now. You know what else I don't understand the logic of? This NVIDIA GPU. NVIDIA has announced, and they announced it very quietly, the GTX 1630. Now, if you've heard of this GPU before, you heard everyone say there's no point for this GPU. All right? Now, here's the thing. I will agree with all of them in one respect. There is no reason to ever build a brand new PC and have your GPU be the GTX 1630. These sort of GPUs, these 30, the, these X30s, these X10s, and even the X50s to, a, to an extent, they exist for the sole purpose of basically being used to upfit lower end systems. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, I made a living for quite a while in just grabbing old Dell Optiplexes, HP Compact Business Systems, and Dell Think Centers, or not Dell, uh, Lenovo Think Centers and IBM Think Centers, and sticking a low-end GPU in them that I knew would be compatible and long-lasting inside that tower. So I know exactly the kind of use case these 30 series are for. And here's what I'll tell you right now. This card is garbage. Even from the, the aspect of what it is, this card is garbage. For one main reason. This card costs $160, has slightly less performance than the $1650, and just like the 1650 requires a six pin. This card is useless. It draws too much power to stick into a Dell small form factor, which is what you normally use the 30 series for. I shouldn't say the 30 series, the 30 tier. The 30 tier would normally be stuck into a, into a small little form factor. These cards, unfortunately, 
are dual slot. So that already ruins that. You can't stick them into a mid tower because they require a six pin, which means then you're converting the SATA port or the SATA power to a six pin, which you better take a look, take a close look at that power supply because most likely that's going to be no bueno for the, for the, for the tower. And then at that same point, since it's, you know, 20% slower than a 1650 and only 5% cheaper than a 1650, this card is garbage straight up. Even from the point of view of a, of a low end system, I can find a better card either on the used market or the new market that'd be a better fit than the 1630. And I say that as someone that has found a use for basically every single GPU, even something as old and as low end as the 710. By the way, the 710, the place you kind of stick those 10, those 10 tiers, those absolute bottom tier, ultra low end GPUs, You stick them in the ultra small form factor Dell Optiplexes because those PCI Express slots are restricted to 25 or 35 watts. So those suckers can go in there and that gives you an HDMI out and then all of a sudden you have a media PC. Just like that. Can it game? It can game. Can it game well? No. It's a 25 watt GPU. It's not going to game very well at all. Now, if AMD actually got their crossfire working, you could go ahead and stick, you know, an AMD GPU in that slot and then and then crossfire it with the integrated APU GPU, get more performance that way. Yeah, another slot, you could stick another one in there, crossfire all three together, but crossfire is basically dead. Someone in the chat said you couldn't hear me snap. How about this? It's like hit and miss whether this mic pick up, picks up my snaps. It's kind of hard to say. But yeah, the 1630 might have had a home in a world where there weren't GPUs, but now we're finally in a world where GPUs are starting to exist. They said one. One snap was loud enough to get past the noise gate after all of the tuning I did uh, with the EQ to match my lower toned voice. Oh my. Anyway, speaking of slower SSDs, um, yeah, the 1630 is just in time for the new generation of cards too. Oh man, I swear. If we end up hearing about the 40 series cards and when they come out they basically just just end up being used for more cryptocurrency mining that cryptocurrency mining just picks up again i am just gonna go into a corner and cry that's just me like this that's just gonna be all my streams for like a month it's just a, a, a it's just live feed of me crying in a corner i i just have no response to it 
just like I have no response to the fact that Apple managed to put out a brand new MacBook Pro and it's worse. The, Ma the Apple M2 MacBook Pro is getting a lot of flack and a lot of it actually deserved as now it is coming out that the SSD built into the M2 variant of the MacBook Pro, that we're talking the 13 inch by the way, versus the M1 variant is as much as half the speed of the previous generation. Now, for the Steam Deck to do it is one thing. Your SSD speeds don't matter when video gaming as much as they do in a professional work environment. If I'm gonna go ahead and edit video, there is a reason why I souped up my editing server as much as I could. It's because that speed for it to communicate with itself and access the footage in real time is essential. You have to remember, in the work environment, time is money. So for the SSD to be half as fast is unacceptable. On top of that, there's just everything else that's unacceptable about the, about this 13-inch MacBook Pro. We still have the outdated touch bar that basically no one likes. The fact that it has the exact same performance as the MacBook Air. And the fact that, oh, hey, by the way, there is still a 14-inch MacBook Pro. You have the 13-inch that's using a different outdated design compared to the 14-inch. And... That's just it. Someone in chat asked, I'm not the just to, just to your rabble. Can you dumb it down to a fourth grade level? The brand new MacBook Pro that's running the next generation chip performs slower, half as fast as the M1 model of the same MacBook Pro that launched two years ago. Imagine for a moment, you went ahead, got a brand new car, and found out that at zero to 60 speed, the speed it takes for him to get from zero miles an hour to 60, it takes twice as long for the same model of car. It is crazy to me that Apple just absolutely dropped the ball. And it's not like the case with the Steam Deck that it's a parts issue. Because keep in mind, the whole thing with this new M with this new Apple Silicon design is that everything is on the chip. Their whole unified design. Everything's on the one chip. The storage, the RAM, the graphics, the, the central processing, all of it on one chip. They control everything and somehow it has half the performance. Now, 
with all my ranting and raving and the fact that somehow Apple let this slip, I can almost guarantee you exactly how it's going to finish. It's going to finish exactly like this. Uh, we here at Apple have found that a small number of users were experiencing slower SSD speeds than normal, and this was caused by a firmware problem. If you download the latest update, this will be solved. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was, in fact, just something as simple as a software problem, and it can be fixed over the air. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But the fact that this same model just continues to have problems again and again and again and again and again. And it's only been, it's, it's, it's life has only been two weeks. Two weeks. That's it. You, you couldn't get this thing two weeks ago. <sighs> Someone in chat says you're holding the M2 chip wrong. Oh man, it's been a while since we've, since we've had that kind of logic. All right. That's enough laughing at Apple. How about we laugh at the media that reports on Apple? It's been a while since we've had that. Engadget is reporting that Apple's mixed reality headsets may feature an M2 processor. I think I just transitioned between the two scenes incorrectly. If there's a weird sound on the podcast, I apologize for that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's in Gadget's hot take. That Apple's mixed reality headset may include an M2 processor and that it plans to release it next year. You want to know why all of a sudden all the reports are saying that it's going to be shipped next year and not this year? Because it didn't show up at WWDC. If there was going to be a whole new VR ecosystem, they were going to announce it at their worldwide developer conference so their developers could work on it. also may feature an M2 processor. What else are they going to throw in it? A coffee maker? Yes, our new our new VR headset runs on a Keurig. Of course it's going to run an M2. It's their new chip. Someone in chat does have a point. It might run on M3. I mean, there is that. It could just run on the M3 in two years. I'll say this much. The, the media's... The Apple media's desire for this product to exist... is almost as bad as the media's desire for the Nintendo Switch Pro to exist. 
Remember that? Remember how everyone swore up and down that the Switch Pro exists and it's going to upscale to 4K and all that? Remember all that? Remember how they kept saying it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? For years? And kept trying to say that it was totally going to exist? And remember how it never happened? I'm getting that kind of vibe from the supposed Apple mixed reality headset. And the fact that there's less and less evidence with any sort of actual physical evidence... It does make me kind of wonder, uh, is this thing going to actually exist? Is it really? Uh, it, it does make you wonder. Another thing that makes me wonder is why Apple decided to actually give in to South Korea and actually allow developers in South Korea to use their own personal in-app payment systems so for those who are unaware of this there has been a big fight going on in regards to apps on the apple app store this was actually what the whole epic games versus apple lawsuit was based on the fact that if you have an app on the apple app store you have to use apple's payment provider which takes a 30 percent cut which for a payment provider is absurd. Most payment providers take a 2% cut. Yikes. So this is a big thing going on for a while. And finally, governments have, have taken note of this. And South Korea has said, if you, Apple, want to continue functioning, you need to give people the choice the option to use something other than your own choice and apple has caved in to south korea now south korean developers can in fact use third party party payment systems as long as apple gets a 26 percent cut as a privilege to use those payment systems You see, Apple is a very small company, and as a result, um, they absolutely need to make sure that they make their proper overhead to pay for their grand total of six employees they have. For you see, they are just a, a small developer, after all, and how do you excuse this sort of nonsense? This is almost as bad as Activision Blizzard trying to say, oh, no, 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 there's no loot boxes in Diablo Immortal. There's just a portal you have to pay $25 to open that gives you a lot of loot after you complete the dungeon. And the loot is chosen at random. It's not a loot box. It's just a loot box with a few extra steps, but it's totally not a loot box. Oh, Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple. Oh, yeah, and in other news, I don't actually have an article for it, but small repair shops such as Rossman Repair Group has been reporting that the 16-inch 
MacBook Pros, the marvel of professional laptop engineering, which by the way, th their performance is impressive, I will say. However, Rossman Repair Group has been reporting that uh, they're using very faulty storage controllers that just spontaneously short and send 16 volts straight to the NAND storage built onto the board, thus destroying all data on the motherboard even after the storage controller fails. Good job, Apple. I mean, if you're going to make a self-destructing laptop, it better totally self-destruct, right? Right? So not only will the system not charge because it shorted out, but it also destroys all the data. Gotta be thorough in your self-destruction. Oh, you know what? We're gonna take our last break here. When we come back, we're gonna get to the wacky stuff. We're gonna get to the weird stuff that everyone really needs in their lives. We'll be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right. So we said we we're going to get to the fun ones. Oddly enough, during the break, we actually did find the commercial for um, the state of Mich Michigan and gambling awareness for gamers. And... Uh, they go a little extreme, but there is some truth to what they say. It, it wasn't as cringy as I expected it to be. But I also admit, like, I'm 100% on board with the whole thing of, look, I can see what's going on here with these loot boxes. It's just gaming. It's just gambling. Surprise mechanics. No, it's gambling. It, 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 it's gambling. You can try and justify it when it's, you know, there's no physical way to go ahead and exchange real money for these sort of things like FF14 and their uh, gotcha pawn system for minions. I don't consider that gambling in the true definition of the word because there's no way to turn your actual your actual money into the gachapon system. No, nowhere near as cringy as like one YouTube ad I see frequently. And like every time I see it, it catches me off guard because they phrase it very poorly. It's one about vaping. But the thing is that they don't pronounce vaping very well. It just opens up with saying they can put toxic metals like lead, lead, uh, like lead and nickel into your lungs. That's metal in your lungs. They never actually say, they never physically say vaping. <laughs> they just say they. 
Who's they? What is this conspiracy that this commercial is trying to push? Is it the lizard people? Is it Mark Zuckerberg? Is it Facebook? Well, Facebook is being sued, actually, for addicting children. Thanks. Thanks, California. I needed the the very strangely worded headline of Facebook being sued for addicting children. Like, I get what the bill's actually about, and I kind of do, like, I can kind of see the problem here, but, um, we really need to phrase this differently, because it sounds way, way worse than it actually is. Someone in chat says, why not sue TikTok? You know, that is a very good question. I'd love to see that one. <laughs> just, uh, the actual bill, if passed, would affect social media as it is. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't take the story seriously when it talks about addicting children to unknown things. We'll just have to see where this goes, what the circumstances are, if this thing has legs. But I just had to go ahead and just chuckle and shake my head at um at that phrasing all right in other oddball news people have gotten the weirdest official doom game playable on windows the doom rpg was never officially meant to run on basically I would almost say anything from what I understand it was basically only ever supposed to run on like DOS or like some other proprietary systems but thanks to this a group a group managed to report to post a Windows port of Doom RPG for Windows. It was originally supposed to be made for the cell phone. Okay, there we go. I knew it was something really oddball. Someone in chat says they can hear Mr. Mackey talk about Facebook like a drug. Drugs are bad, okay? Social media is addictive like a drug, okay? Drugs are bad, okay? Instagram's bad, okay? Yeah, just like that. I, I, I can see it too. I can also hear it mostly because I just did it. I, I'm, I'm basically Mr. Mackey, in case people didn't know. Not just some weirdo on the internet that's actually like halfway decent at voice acting. <laughs> that's not true. That last part is just exactly what I am. Now... With that being said, though, we got Doom RPG to run on Windows. I mean, that's cool and all, but where's the time-honored tradition of getting Doom to run on every piece of software known to man? Well, fortunately this week, I got you covered. 
someone managed to sideload Doom and have it run on a McDonald's self-order kiosk. There's just one problem. Here, here's the thing with the, with the self-order kiosks. Getting it to run on these is not hard. Because all the self-order kiosks are is a Windows 7 machine turn on its side. That's all it is. It's a Windows 7 machine run, running at 768 by 1366. That's it. It runs some software behind Windows 7. And that's all there is to it. You want to know how I know this? Because while ordering McDonald's once, it had a critical error. I clicked OK on the Windows 7 style error message that popped up. And the entire interface crashed and I was just left with the Windows 7 default start screen. So all it's a matter of, since it's just Windows 7 and most likely has very little in the ways of security built into it, is just a matter of just going in there and um, finding some way to shut down the kiosk software, install Doom, and run Doom. That's it. But of course, because Doom wants to run in either... 4 by 3 or 16 by 9 aspect ratio, it means that the game ends up running sideways. Slow freaking clap. But it does it does give you the wonderful image of a McDonald's kiosk running doom sideways. I mean, as long as there's an exposed USB port, it shouldn't be too hard, right? All you got to do then at that point is just install your keyboard and mouse and wait for the manager to kick you out. <laughs> Someone in chat says, if you can't play doom sideways, are you even a real gamer? Uh, no, because I'm no, because I'm playing Doom and not something that's that's infested with loot boxes, according to uh, the board of of who, who was it? Gambling addiction in Michigan. Yeah, I, I I have to be hopelessly addicted to loot boxes in order to be a real gamer, according to the state of Michigan. That's why I live in Wisconsin, where all they care about is how much cheese there is. Speaking of cheese, I thought of a good segue for this involving cheese, but now I can't. Anyway, contact lenses, they exist. Technological contact lenses that will end up being a massive, just AR experience all built into a contact lens. So I'll be perfectly honest. I actually have functional eyes. I actually do not need glasses or contact lenses. So... I don't know 
what it's like to put in contact lenses. I can't speak from that. But this just seems horrifying to me. The thought of putting in a contact lens that looks like basically like almost half PCB. Just looks horrifying to put into my eyeball. It, may, may, again, may, that could just be me as like someone who, yeah, someone in chat says, now they can hack your eyes. Fantastic. Someone in chat says, I also have functional eyes. I just haven't replaced my old eyes yet and installed the good ones in. But those that actually wear contact lenses, does this concept scare you? Of putting on basically a clear LCD directly onto your eyeballs to have like a personal style HUD just directly on your eyeball. It just seems like it'd be a nightmare to me. And someone in chat says yes and no. I mean, on one hand, the concept is really cool. Almost all things with like cybernetics and everything seem really, really cool. But then you actually see them in action and see what has to be done to the body in order to do it. And it's just like. <laughs> I don't know. Would you, would you consider the. AR contact lenses more cyberpunk or more Deus Ex? I guess cyberpunk, seeing as how Deus Ex apparently doesn't exist anymore. Oh, we know that's right. Square Enix sold Deus Ex. Wait, was Deus Ex actually in that big deal they sold? I think so. I think Square doesn't own the rights to Deus Ex anymore. I think they sold it for their ventures in cryptocurrency. Ugh. You know, while we're on that topic and I need to fill time, can I just say... I do think the current CEO of Square Enix needs... Underline needs to go... I get that a lot of the stuff he believes is being done for the good of the company. But here's the thing. His decisions now. Selling off IP for basically nothing. Still doubling down on ventures like cryptocurrency after the market is clearly showing signs of crashing and the entire bubble popping right before their eyes. And they're still doubling down on the whole thing constantly going in and making more and more predatory microtransactions on games that never needed it, like Chocobo GP. He is bad for the consumers of Square Enix. He's bad for the financials of Square Enix. He is just bad for Square Enix, both from a consumer standpoint 
and the business standpoint, and he needs to go. Like, I've been thinking on that for a while, because it's very easy from the consumer point of view, saying that a CEO that's making decisions that you don't like needs to go. Like, it's very easy to say for the longest time, Bobby Kotick needs to go. Because all Kotick is doing is making more and more decisions that, that increase the cost of games. It's much easier now from both a business standpoint and the consumer standpoint to say Kodak needs to go because he's bad for the business. He is ruining the brand and just keeps making bad, bad, bad decisions. And of course, is at the heart of a scandal that, well, could quite easily, assuming that, you know, it's ever pursued to a serious degree, could very well bring down a lot of people. It's getting to be that point except less scandal and just more terrible business decisions involving NFTs and cryptocurrency with the Square Enix CEO as well. There, I've been holding that against my chest for way too long. That was like a decision I I thought about, and I thought about it long and hard during the pseudo-vacation we've been on with the program. And just, yeah, he needs to go. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, the AI portion of what is going on that Square Enix, that Square Enix CEO is talking about does show some promise. Like, AI can still be used for games making some very interesting NPC reactions, possibly down the road, much, much, much further down the road. And in one new AI development, an AI has successfully learned how to play Minecraft by watching 70,000 hours of Minecraft YouTube. Well, all right then. So what happens if I show an AI the comical skit done by Little Karibo called the Kill Your Family Show? Is that how Skynet is formed? But here's the real question. How good is the AI at Minecraft? Like, if I leave the AI alone inside a Minecraft private server, will it just make a hut and then sit there and kill mobs and hoard resources and never do anything with them? Or like, if I leave it alone long enough, will it go ahead and create a a utopia style of Chicago all throughout the entire Minecraft world and just urbanize the entire Minecraft world? Hmm. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I started spewing that off as a, uh, as just like a bit. Now I actually want to see that. Someone in chat says, you know, Minecraft worlds are infinite. They technically aren't. Eventually at a point, now Minecraft worlds do have a limit. The limit is just far, 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 far 
too big for anyone to see. And if you actually go far enough in the Minecraft world, eventually the biomes just start breaking down as just scattered blocks and you just can't go anywhere. There is a limit to a Minecraft world. It's just more than any person would ever want to do, which is why having the AI just sitting there would be interesting. Hmm. Someone in chat says you basically would have a virtual gray goo scenario there. I know. That's why I want to see it. Look, you say it'll end poorly, but let's be honest. You want to see it actually end poorly. I'm telling you, this would be amazing. Granted, I do not have the hardware to do it. But at the same time, while we contemplate what an AI could do in a Minecraft world, we have to contemplate the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Niantic's next big game. Niantic, if you don't know, is the company that is responsible for a lot of actual AR games. They make phone games that you interact with special GPS coordinates throughout the world. They first did this in a game called, oh God, what was the name? I've now completely blanked on it. What was the first, Ingress, that's what it was. Their first game, Ingress, then eventually they made Pokemon Go, which was just Ingress with the Pokemon rights. I think they made another one that nobody cared about. Now they're going to make a brand new whole world, real world game. And it's going to be fa- based on. The National Basketball Association. Why? I don't know. I have no idea what this game is going to even look like. But here we are. They're going to go ahead and make NBA All World. What is the end result going to be? I, 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 I can't even. The thing is that Niantech's like all world sort of things involve like taking control of control points and whatnot. What the heck would... this version be involving the NBA I just you know what I'll just have to wait and see but you know I I will say this much at the very least it appears at this point that it is not a way for Niantic to sell us loot boxes 
That is at least one constant stable thing with Niantech. They don't try to sell us loot boxes. They just want us to buy buffs to go ahead and take control of monuments faster. Folks, that is going to do it for this week on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And I know the schedule has been wonky lately. We are getting back to normal. I super swear. Trust me on this. It really is. And I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, the early bird briefing, which you can find at anchor.fm slash early B-I-R-B briefing. And check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. There will also be a bonus episode. I'm going to be recording that right after this. Take care, and I hope you have a good day. So I know I was kind of joking about the about the whole uh is it just gonna be, you know, freaking Pokemon Go but NBA. I looked through the screenshots of the game they have posted here. Holy cow, it just looks like Pokemon Go but NBA. We just have a point where it's like, oh yeah, there's a hoop. We have um some guy in control of a court. And um uh basically by the looks of it. Um, the actual gameplay itself just looks like you are shooting a basketball through a hoop in the same way you would throw a Pokeball at Snorlax. It really is just going to be freaking Pokemon Go, but NBA themed. At least Pokemon Go had some innovation. Holy cow. I just can't even.